0: Yeah.
1: It's Josh Williams here guys and welcome to the one man podcast episode number 71 for Wednesday September 19th 2018. Welcome Onesies. Thanks for listening. I'm going to be talking to you guys about the promos, the activations that I was doing this week. I saw some movies, did some background acting in movies, got a little bit of a, an update for the LA trip. And I really still need to get on some shit for that. Um, to you all, all sorts of different fun stuff. I did, uh, did some shows. Oh man, you name it. I done diddly did it. Uh, there's a lot of things you can name that are not on that list. So please don't. Cause I didn't do it. Um, Let's get right back into it right after the last episode, uh, you know, was recorded, which of course, Tuesday, I did a spot at absolute comedy. I'm still working out some new material, doing time. I'm actually having a really good time just getting on stage and and saying whatever comes to mind in terms of the bits and stuff like that. I'm having a lot of fun and, uh, and I'm being a comic again, you know, I'm, I'm doing it, you know, and just, you know, fuck it's, I gotta tell you, there's a bit of a luxury to being able to just call a club and go, Hey, can I get a, can I get a spot tonight? And yeah, we got a spot for you. It's a great feeling. And I, I can't believe how many years I I didn't do it, and uh, it's feeling good doing it. It's feeling good getting excited about stand up comedy again. Oh man, magic times, magic times. But I'll talk more about that later on. I did the spot of Tuesday very went very very well. On uh, you know last week I did a, a promo. What was it? A promo? Uh, an activation for a uh, a, a nut company. I say a peanut company, but it's, oh much more than peanuts. Peanuts are are just one of the many different nuts available from this country uh, company jesus christ uh i have had you know i have had an ounce of wine is that what's affecting me uh it's tuesday evening as always doing this recording um it was for uh, a company normally i don't name them because they're not paying but uh but they were they were good they you know what they they paid me more than they should and i'll explain that it's a company called central roast guys available in all of the natural sections of of major grocery stores here in canada and uh, you know or supermarkets whatever you choose to call them right a lot of people say grocery stores it's almost like like a class, like, cl- like a, a lower class way of saying, you know, what do they call them? They're su- supermarkets, right? I go to the supermarket and I buy my groceries. And some people go, I go to the grocery store. I'm buying groceries. Where do you get them? The grocery store. Right? It's like, I remember when I was a kid, we used to say supper. Have them for supper, have them for supper. And then, you know, say dinner. Dinner just sounds classier, doesn't it? I'm going, for, you know, you, you don't say to a chick, yeah, you want to go out for supper? <laughs> right? Yeah, say so yeah, I'd like to take you to dinner sometime, like a gentleman. Um, <laughs> just ever, you ever notice those kind of things, like just those little difference in words. Older people, it's like it's almost like when older people call the couch Chesterfield, pants trousers, that kind of thing. I don't mean like it's classier. It just there's some words that then again, rather than sounding classier, they just sound older, right? You know, Have you seen my honey? Where's my pants? Versus like, Mabel. Maybe I can't find my trousers. Where's my trousers? You left them over on the Chesterfield, Edgar. Um, <laughs> right. That kind of shit. But I'm just saying, uh, yeah, you're available. These nuts <laughs> of all kinds are available from central roast at your local supermarket or grocery store, depending on what part of town you live in, upper class or lower class. Um, and, uh, and, and we were giving them out at, uh, at the movie premiere of, uh, a simple favor. So my job was for the 45 minutes that we were seating was to make sure that everybody got a coupon for a dollar off a bag and a little sample bag of central roast, either the, the almonds or the, the raw mixed nuts, or, uh, I think I had like an energy mix that had like cranberries and, and chocolate covered raisins and regular raisins and raisins are the fucking worst. I didn't give a fuck about the energy mix. Go to hell raisins. And they also had like some candied, uh, not apricots, but some other shit. I can't remember what it was. They didn't list all of the ingredients in there, but they have tons and tons of different, uh, you know, bags stuff. they got organic stuff, they got raw stuff. So I'll give them this little plug because let's put it this way. This is this is basically what I was paid to do. I was paid to give out the nuts for 45 minutes and the coupons and then sit there and watch the movie with everybody else. That was my job and I got paid for it. I didn't pay for the movie and I got paid for the fucking the, the promo so thank you central rose thank you karma as well the ones that i work for uh what a great time i had and you know what i saw a simple favor with anna kendrick and blake lively two very beautiful women of must say. um and it was a movie directed by paul feig paul feig is the guy who did bridesmaids and uh ghostbusters two very differently received movies because <laughs> bridesmaids was like was like the american pie of, of this guy's thing, right? Like you remember early fuck late nineties, maybe mid, mid nineties when American pie came out, it, it sort of started off that silly lampoon style comedy again, or let's, you know what, maybe here's a different example. Let's say 40 uh, year old virgin, right? When 40 year old virgin came out, it was a big, you know, explosion for Steve Carell. Doing comedy stuff, it was uh, it was the first time anybody can remember seeing on the big screen, uh, Seth Rogen in in a leading role. Uh, same with Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill had a very small cameo in that movie, but then the next movie he was one of the main characters. Um, it was like Judd Apatow, right? Judd Apatow had this big fucking just explosion, forty year old version, version, and then knocked up, and they were good. And then Judd Apatow's movie started to really go downhill. Like they didn't, they were just like chasing, you know, that that popularity. um you know, not shitting on the guy. I'm just saying you can't just constantly have hit after hit after hit. After a while, you get a little formulaic, and some of the things you try to do to outdo yourself ends up going the opposite direction, at least in my opinion, right? 40-Year-Old Virgin was good. Knocked Up was good. And then you just kind of like, and then and then you start to look at some Judd Apatow movies. You're like, what the fuck? Well, I feel personally like that's what was going on with uh, Paul Feig's movies, right? Because you got Paul Feig. Let's fucking, you know what? Let's Let's pull this shit up. Right? I always have my fucking computer right next to me and I never really do much with it. You know, why not get a little interactive, Josh? Get some of the answers that you're looking for. All right. So let's go to IMDb because, like I said, I feel like there was a bit of uh, like a club, right? For the people that were in Judd Apatow's movies. I know he did some other stuff too. Like a lot of people remember Freaks and Geeks from a long time ago. I never saw it, but he. He did some shows a long time ago and, uh, and that's where he got some of these, these characters. Come on, internet going slow as hell. All right. So producer, let's go with director, right? Director is usually there. 19, 19 director credits. So we go back to freaks and geeks was the second one. Then you get, there's, this is where they started to go. All right. 40 year old virgin knocked up. And then Funny People. Funny People was the third one. Funny People really fucking lost me because Funny People was supposed to be like what it's like to be a stand-up comic and it was a terrible representation of what it's like to be a stand-up comic. You have um, Adam Sandler's character who's supposed to be a big, like, an ex-movie star. Oh, what a stretch for him nowadays, eh? Somebody who was, you know, used to be super popular and now will do any movie under the fucking sun you know, in the movie is like, but I'm a baby now. And he's like, Oh, but you're a cobbler and you're a story time guy. And you're every kind of hack fucking thing now on Netflix with all these Adam Sandler movies. Um, but funny people, he's an old, old actor washed up and he decides it's time to break into stand up comedy, right? Like a lot of people are doing for real. As a matter of fact, uh, just a small thing. I sat down with a, a comic Um, Scott White today to talk about, uh, you know, we just did an interview and it's funny because in that interview, which will be coming out on Friday, um, we talk about a bunch of actors who are now doing stand up and it's just fucking awful. Like a lot of people think that just, oh, well, no, things aren't going well. I'll just start doing stand up comedy because it's easy and it's 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 not. Um, So apologies back to this. Adam Sandler's character in Funny People decides he's going to do comedy. So what does he do? He goes to an open mic. Okay. And he sees Seth Rogen's character who wants to be a stand comic uh, bomb. He he bombs. He does poorly and goes, Hey, let me hire you to write for me. Um, which is a rare thing that why would you watch someone do poorly and go, Hey, you should be the guy who writes for me. You suck. I want to suck too. And he hires them not to like write from, again, a lot of writing things. I know a lot of writers uh, for shows they don't. And I'll talk more about that later too. Um, they don't write for other people and then continue to perform stand up themselves on the same shows so what happens in funny people is um you know it's funny actually Judd Apatow has a special on Netflix which i watched 5 minutes of i can't say the special is good or not that 5 minutes that i watched was fucking awful uh, speaking of people who just decide i should just do stand up comedy um but yeah he he watches Seth Rogen bomb says hey i want to hire you to write for me and come and do shows me i'll tell you this when you're at the open mic level like seth rogan's character is um you can't write a bunch of material all at once that's good and give it to other people and go yeah here you go here's your material and i'm going to come open for you on these shows like i think really early in the movie i'll, I'll move off of this because some people might be completely fucking bored but i just want to let you know how after Funny People, there was another big resurgence of of new people trying comedy, thinking, oh, I could be funny. And this was, like, right after Funny People. A lot of people started looking at John to shit, watched it, and go, oh, yeah, let's be comics. Here's why. Seth Rogen's character, when he bombs, the, 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 like, I think the next day or a couple days later, uh, Adam Sandler's character has got a corporate show for Myspace. So what a corporate is, is MySpace or a company, whatever, hires you to come and do material. Usually, it's a bunch of office people, and they don't want dirty material or anything like that. These people work together. They want to make sure nobody gets pissed off or goes to HR. So they usually get like a, a, a smart, funny, corporate comic. In this movie, they hire this failed actor and his opening, and he chooses for Seth Rogen to come and open for him. And in the movie, they're in front of this big corporate event telling dick and cum jokes, and the crowd's loving it and everything like that. And it's like... You would never in a million years get away with that for real. First off, you're not going to get some guy who's a a shitty amateur to come and open for you at a corporate. Secondly, you're not going to both be telling dick and cum jokes. Thirdly, the guy's not writing jokes for you and writing jokes for himself. And they're all just working. You don't go to a corporate and do new shit because if it doesn't work, you're never going to get that gig again. You're going to make the whole fucking movie was a, was a bullshit representation of what standup comedy is. Um, so forgive me. I, John Apatow lost me there, but (laughs) it's a really long rant about this. But, um, so yeah, 40 year old virgin knocked up. (laughs) I'll eventually review a simple favor, which is what we're all getting at. But, uh, yeah, funny people lost me, but then he did. This is 40. He did train wreck with, uh, Amy Schumer, right? And, uh, and then he did some of the love series on Netflix. So he, his shit tapered off. Like there's, there's more shit showing here and he's got some producer credits and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, but he started off strong, a few good movies back to back and then just blah, nothing. So let's bring up Paul Feig. My point was Paul Feig started off real strong with bridesmaids and Paul Feig's thing was like, Hey, we should get all these movies and then just do them with women. Cause that's a, that's a good thing. It's it's empowering, whatever. And like I said, bridesmaids was amazing. So, so here's Paul Feig's t- taper off. He did bridesmaids. Then he did the heat again with Melissa McCarthy, the big girl from bridesmaid. And uh, I, I didn't see the heat, but I heard it was eh. Then he did spy with uh, Melissa McCarthy again and uh i heard that was awful and then uh, and then he got ghostbusters so let's let's do ghostbusters with an all-female cast um if you saw ghostbusters you don't need me to tell you how it was it was one of the shittiest movies i've seen in a long time and it's because in in my thoughts is that paul Vig would just he just kept trying to do the same group of people over and over again oh it worked it's going to work again let's just keep doing it and each one of those women i will say uh Kate McKinnon, uh, Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, and even Leslie Jones. They're all phenomenal actresses. They're all very funny, but you can't just keep trying to make the same movie again and just changing the, you know, the characters in terms of like the, the, the over just draping a story over it enough to just, and then just let them be awkward, have these awkward scenes. Um, So having said all that. Uh, a simple favor when it was like, it's Paul Feig. I'm like, Oh fuck, here we go. It's going to be another annoying, awkward fest. Well, this movie was done in a, a sort of a dark way. There are still some silly, awkward conversation scenes between the two of them that are kind of funny, but he doesn't drag it out the way he does in some of, you know, the, the bridesmaids movie and the heat and ghostbusters. and all. he just doesn't make it real. Like, you know, with me telling stories on podcasts, that kind of dragging it out shit. So he, uh, it's a movie about two mothers. Oh man, right? The toughest job on earth. Two, <laughs> two mothers. And um, I guess they meet after school one time. And Blake Lively's character is very fascinating, very strong, New York type, you know, marketing woman, fashion, this and that. And Anna Kendrick's character, real stretch for her, is this cutesy little awkward wife who just doesn't know what to do and is uncomfortable in her own skin. Oh my God, I'm a scrappy little nobody. Um, (laughs) Name of her book. But uh, it's just one of those, like, I guess at first I was like, okay, it's not a stretch for either one of these women, what they're playing. Um, But the scenes were actually funny and it turns into sort of a, you know, what's going on? Like whodunit mystery thriller. Um, It was actually, I got to say, it was actually pretty good. Um, it was nice to see him switch up, you know, again, I have no issue with all female cast. It was nice to have for him to switch up, um, the, the women in his movies and be like, okay, try something different. I absolutely love that. Um, there was one scene again, I just, sometimes things I just find, um, I hate when, when you see something happen, you go, you know, you're being sold to, I've told, I know I've talked about this in the podcast. I talked about it on the conversation with Scott today, so I'll, I'll let you guys hear it on, on Friday, but There's a scene that does nothing for the movie. Absolutely nothing for the movie. It doesn't even make sense in the scene, but there's a scene where Anna Kendrick and Blake Lively make out for absolutely no reason. It doesn't, it's not a part of anything. There's no character development, nothing. They just make out. And to me, it's like that scene and it's not even like the dude, the scene in cruel intentions where Sarah Michelle Geller and uh, what's her face? Oh, for fuck's sakes. Selma Blair, the two of them make out, right. But it's like, she's teaching, she's, she's a nerdy girl and she's trying to teach her how to, you know, have you never even kissed a boy? Like there's just like, even like in that moment, it's gratuitous, but at least it, it makes sense that they're having a conversation. It's the movie about trying to get people to be a little more sexual, explorative and things like that. And, in, in this scene, it just made no sense. They were just making out for no reason. And to me, it's like, other than like, oh, well, let's have a scene where they make out and that'll be important to the movie. It's not, it's not important. And it might might entice people to go see, you there's a scene where the two of them make out. Like that's where I just go, fuck you. You know what I mean? Don't, don't go out of your way like to so. Let's just put it in there for absolutely no reason. You know, I've talked about it before I talked about it with Scott and I'll let you hear more about it on Friday, but just like the, the, the amount of times that the camera is directly behind Margot Robbie's ass in suicide squad, you know, they're all standing around talking to each other. For some reason, the camera is down at ground level below Margot Robbie's ass filming the the whole group standing in a circle and just her butts in the front of the shot. And it's like, I don't, you don't need to do it all the time. We get it. She's a hot. Can we just have, uh, whatever. Whatever. what's your problem josh why are you angry about fucking hot chicks? i don't know because there's more to life than that it's and especially and especially in this fucking age of me too and everybody's in trouble all the time and everybody's a fucking pervert and everyone's a goddamn predator well maybe maybe if we're not shoving titillation down you know i'm not saying people are animals but at the same time like can we not i don't know can can we can we not have it in our faces when not necessary you know anyways i don't give a fuck so a simple favor, I would definitely say is a good movie. It's a good suspense. I talked about the movie searching not long ago. It's like, it's, it's like a lesser version, more comedic version of searching, searching. I still think is one of the best movies I've seen in a long time, but uh, a simple favor. I really, I, I can say that I don't think anyone's going to be disappointed with that movie. Uh, well done. So um, I'll make sure the rest of the podcast is not so drawn out on one thing, but. Um, definitely, definitely a good movie. Uh, Thursday, I recorded a podcast with my buddy, Alex Nussbaum. Um, I don't know if you guys heard that last week. I hope you had a chance to, to listen and enjoy. Um, we went out for lunch beforehand and, uh, you know, had pizza or whatever. We had the, probably some of the shittiest service. Ah, let's say unprofessional, maybe not shitty, but unprofessional. Our server like was way too, too much information overshared, like, you know, she comes, she comes to the table and apologizes. Like we asked, we asked for a half and half pizza. And at first, um, I said, I, you know, half Hawaiian, half combination. I'm not a mushroom pepper guy. That was for Alex. And, uh, and then I said, you know, Alex was talking about how, like, oh, we'll get two different things in that way. You know, I can have some of the Hawaiian, some of this. So I said to, to the server, I go, Hey, can you do me a favor? Uh, I go on the, on the combination side, can you just ask the, the, the cook to maybe leave, uh, you know, maybe a little portion of that side with no mushrooms on it. And she's like, I'll ask. I'm not sure, but I'll ask. And so Alex goes, oh, I don't think I was going to have any of the Hawaiian. I was thinking about that before, but since I'm doing combination, I'll do just combination and, and I'll stay out of your side. I was like, oh, okay. So she comes back and she goes, um, I asked the cook and he said that he can't guarantee that there won't be any mushrooms on, on that side or whatever. And I was like. Uh, yeah. I go, you know what? As a matter of fact, just tell him it's fine. Just make the whole half like that. Everything's good. And, uh, she goes, "Oh, okay, perfect. So when she comes back with the pizza, um, not only is it cut improperly, right? So like, so she goes, okay, so this is the part, this is, she goes, this is the part that the chef said that there's no uh, mushrooms on. And it turns out it wasn't mushrooms, it was green peppers that he didn't put on that part. Secondly, the slice, like if you have a pizza half and half, you slice it down the half. This guy had sliced it just however the fuck he wanted. So there was two slices that were half Hawaiian, half the other side. The mushrooms were all over the pizza. So it's funny because for the pizza place, it's actually, you've got a great reputation. It's actually very, very good. They just didn't give a shit. So when she's coming to serve the pizza, it's one of those places that they put it on the fucking silver trays and then like for some reason they can't just let you serve yourself. They're going to stand there and serve it to you like it's goddamn bottle service. Oh, poor are you, your wine, sir. Like, I don't give a fuck. Just let me eat the fucking pizza. It's a pizza place at the end of the day, isn't it? So again, I got no problems. I got no real problems. So I got to, I got to bitch about my, my middle of the day when other people are working pizza service. And again, for anybody who listens to this, I've had, I've had close personal friends be like, man, I just fucking, I can't listen to you bitch about good things or whatever i'm like i don't i don't know man it still cost me money still paid for it still paid 40 dollars for a pizza you know for a, for a pizza that was fucking all over the god like how at the end of the day how hard is it to make a pizza we weren't rude to her just for the record we weren't rude when she came pizza lover, she's like yeah i'm really sorry i was on my phone and we're like what she's like oh it's just on my phone normally it wouldn't be on my phone but it's like dead you know so i just i was on my phone and you know and we're like oh that's that's fine no worries she's like yeah i just i i had to be on it because i like i got in a car accident and they're like, okay. She's like, yeah, I got in a car accident and like told my car, whatever, got hit by like a you know, just got hit in traffic, or whatever. we're like, okay. She's like, Yeah, my car's right over there, like the 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 gold corolla or whatever. We're like, okay. <laughs> like, I don't know. Could barely see it for some reason. The car looked fine. We were outside, the car looked fine. It looked old, but didn't look didn't look damaged. She's like, Yeah, I just I really got screwed over by my insurance or whatever. We're like, oh for fuck's sakes, like what's going on here? Starts so oversharing, oversharing took for at, like, like, let's put it this way. Like was deliberately taking as long as humanly possible to serve us. Like she was holding our pizza hostage for us to hear this, this fucking story of her. It's just like I'm holding you hostage right now. You can hit stop. All right. You can do that. You can hit stop. You can move along with your life if I'm boring the shit out of you right now. But, uh, yeah, I don't know guys. Sometimes I'm not, I'm not overly angry, with the fuck pizza thing, I don't give a shit about it. At the end of the day though, it's, it's interesting with like little Little events like that happen, eh? Like I, I talk to people all the time about how how I have no problem like making small talk. And I mean small talk, not not long bullshit talk. That's what I do on the podcast. But uh just just like small talk in line. You're waiting in line to do a return or something at a store and, and just the person in front of you turns around. But out of a lot of times I get in stuck in a conversation where people are just they're they're saying way more than they should. It's like right when you're talking like a crazy person on the street, you're like you're just saying things you shouldn't be saying. I end up see, actually bumping into those people at the LCBO. but again, that makes more sense. They're already lunatics. They're to, they're 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 there to drink away the dark thoughts. Um, I don't know. Just that, that seem that shit seems to happen a reasonable amount those fucking awkward conversations. Right? We seem to just be a a thing for them. I really. Uh, I'd love to hear from you guys. Obviously, let me know if any of that weird shit happens. I actually haven't got an email in, uh, in quite some time, still downloads. In fact, the downloads are going up, you know? So I, again, I appreciate you guys being out there. I appreciate you listening to my fucking weekly ramblings. Uh, little shout out while I'm thinking of it. Uh, congratulations to Brent out West in Canada. Uh, he is, uh, he's dropping the pounds, man. He's got a, he's got an app that he's working off of. I can't remember what it's called. And I apologize, dude. Um, but Brent is, uh, is fucking crushing it out there. He's just doing a good job of making sure that his, uh, his calories are less than, uh, his intake is, is less than what he's putting out. And, uh, and slowly but surely they've lost some, he's lost 15 pounds already doing great. Good for you, buddy. Keep at it. Just thought I'd give you a shout out there. Um, so happy to hear about those things uh you know people are tagging me on facebook and whatnot so um i appreciate the fact you guys are listening i just want to know like i really really could you know uh make use of of what you guys think of this so for those of you that listen i'd love to know what parts of the the podcast you like what parts you don't you know i don't really have to for now i'm just telling you what's going on with my week and hoping hoping that that interesting shit's happening um you know i've got some uh some interesting news um a good friend of mine. So I was talking about uh, writers for shows. Uh, My buddy, Jesse Joyce, who writes for the comedy central roast. Um, He also is a writer on Jimmy Kimmel live. He's written for Seth MacFarlane at the Oscars. Uh, Just a a great friend of mine used to, we used to work together when he came up to absolute, but his career is just exploding. As I mentioned right now, he's a writer for Jimmy Kimmel live. Well, I was chatting with, uh, with Jesse uh, via the book of faces and, um, he has got me tickets, uh, myself and Mike tickets to go see a live taping of Jimmy Kimmel when we're in Los Angeles. So that is something I'm looking forward to. Um, you know, a little closer to the date, I might ask him, say, Hey, any chance I can, uh, you know, we can meet the man of the hour, get a little picture. Is that a pass? No, not at all. Okay. Well, thanks. Hey, was with, with, with a shot, but, uh, but yeah, so October 24th, uh, during the trip, uh, I think that's a Monday. Uh, Mike and I are going to be going to a Jimmy Kimmel live taping. So, know, uh, make sure that you check out my Instagram, Josh Williams comedy or one man podcast, whatever it may be. And, uh, you know, I might have some pictures of, uh, the Kimmel tape and I'm really, I got to figure out what my data situation is going to be like down there and how I, how I can use my, I have a huge data plan here, but I ain't got nothing in the States. So I want to find out how do I use my data down there so I can do, you know, live videos and stuff. If if I'm near Wi-Fi, cool, but out in the streets, sightseeing and, and things like that. I'm, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to want to fucking, you know, let you guys in on what's going on. Also still, you know, I'd love for you guys to make some suggestions for those of you who've been to Los Angeles and, and, you know, we're staying in West Hollywood. I'd love to know if there's any places that you think we should go, you know, obviously there's things like universal studios and stuff, but I don't want to do too much. Like just like amusement park touristy stuff, you know, so someone said the six flags down there was amazing, but I think just, uh, You know, I can't wait to do all the comedy nerd stuff. I have something else that's a possibility. It's a long shot and I I can't even say it out loud um, again until I know for sure that it's that it's going to happen because I don't want to jinx it. Um, But I may have an opportunity. I might have an opportunity to sit down with a uh, particularly big uh, comedy movie star and do a podcast with him. So uh, again, it's a long shot right now. Just as much of a long shot as it is meeting and Kimmel after the taping, but, uh, stranger things have happened. And I'm, uh, I'm really, really, really hoping that this is something we could do because it would be absolutely outstanding. Um, cool. So went to see predator, when to go see predator, the predator, or whatever the fuck they're calling it. Um, it's a hard pass guys. That movie is stupid. Um, there's controversy around, uh, predators. So if you Google, uh, Olivia Munn, who does a great job, like all the people do a great job, Keegan, Michael Key, Olivia Munn, jo- Thomas Jane. There's some new action guy who looks like he looks like, uh, what's his face? The fucking the stupid, uh, Oh, for fuck's sake, Malfoy, the, the Malfoy kid from, ugh, we're going back to the computer. The, uh, now we're going to tell 20 minute stories before I actually get to my point. No, the, 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 kid who plays the blonde little cocksucker in Harry Potter, I think his name is Malfoy. Let's go, let's go out uh, predator. I was going to go to Harry Potter first, Predator, the predator and see who this fucking guy is. He looks like the little Malfoy kid, but he, he has a super deep voice and I don't know. He's just very like douchey. That's, that's like a kind of a dick way of saying it, but, but honest to God, he's just super fucking douchey. Um, all action star quips is up, but just, he's, I haven't seen him in a bunch of other things. So I'm looking at him right now. Uh, Boyd Holbrook is his name. He, uh, was in gone girl. I don't even know who he was in gone girl, but I, now I recognize him from Logan. So he was in Logan, uh, big surprise. Logan's a Fox movie. And so is predator he plays the dude with the fucking uh, like silver hand or whatever, you know, and uh, he was kind of a douchebag in that movie, but he plays, uh, he plays a douche in Logan and he plays a douche in The Predator. Uh, and I got to tell you, his character, like, I just fuck, I didn't like him. I'm trying to see what else he was in. Yeah, he was in Logan. You know, if, if you've seen Logan, you know what I'm talking about. The Fucking like. Dick in the back of the car with the, the blonde hair. So he's like almost identical in fucking predator. Just a douche. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, some people know what I'm talking about. Just a douchey actor can ruin a fucking movie. Um, But yeah, so that's it. That's where I recognize him from, but he looks like the little Malfoy kid from uh Harry Potter. Jesus Christ. All right. Maybe bringing the laptop into these fucking, the podcast is detrimental, you know? think it's going to be fun get some info all it does is distract my brain sorry got it. got it turned sideways to put the laptop I got, I got an l-shaped desk so i do the podcast on one side the computer's on the other oh isn't that interesting um so yeah predator guys was like this is one where it's like now the predator has evolved or whatever on their planet they're they're evolving new predators and the predators what they do is instead of like before they was just like they're fucking sport hunting or whatever and they're just testing themselves to see if they're you know capable of of besting the planets that they go on in in combat and hunting and shit you know simple premise but it's a fucking action movie what do you want well in this one it's like now the predators come to your planet to abduct abduct your finest physiological species or specimens i apologize and Use them to help evolve themselves further and become more effective fucking killers and blah blah blah. So now in this one there's like an eleven foot tall predator that's trying to kill everybody, and it's just. And they try to mix humor into it, and the you know some of the humor works, but it's just the the whole thing is is really like hokey. There's predator dogs in this one, which were which were dumb. I like I don't know. It's it was definitely something you could watch but in terms of like some of the other predator movies and stuff like it never really feels um tense you know like if this one around this giant thing that's running around killing that can kill people and and is killing people you'd think would be a little more intense like the alien movies can get pretty fucking intense sometimes um this one was just kind of like i you're watching you go what are you what are you doing what the fuck are you doing with it um so whatever uh not not a horrible movie but it just skipped seeing it in the theater again a simple favor in terms of what i saw this week like leaps and bounds uh better than just you know just and it didn't have to spend thousands of dollars thousands probably millions of dollars in cgi and shit like that explosions to make a good flick anyways all right moving past that um did some samplings this weekend on friday i did a show with the one and only jen grant uh also from ottawa but jen's fantastic she's she's done shows all over North America. She's a great corporate comic. Um, you know, just for laughs, uh, what is it called? Comedy, not comedy central, uh, comedy now specials. Like she's great. Jen's great. She's, uh, she's been in a relationship with one of my good buddies who I started out with Julian Dion for years. Um, I'm going to have Julian and Jen on the podcast sometime. I could do them both together or I can do them individually. You know, I could do them together. I could do them individually, take your turns whatever you want, you know, but, um, we did a show at a place called the Lone Star Ranch. And it's like the Lone Star restaurant is a chain in Ottawa. And I guess the Lone Star Ranch, it had the same logoing as, as the restaurants, but we I guess it's like an event center, you know, had, uh, we showed up for someone's like 50th birthday and, uh, the show was just in celebration of that. And I guess by the time we got there, it was weird. Cause you're like driving down this big stretch of road here in Ottawa that I've driven down a hundred times during the daylight, but at nighttime, there's no lights and the entrance to this place is a tiny, like I mean tiny little thing in the trees to the side. So you like, we basically, both Jen and I, separate cars had missed it on our way there. Like because you drive past, you just see a little light and a sign. You're like, oh fuck, and then you stop, pull a three-point turn in this tiny little highway street, you know, highway road, and then and then come back. And it's all trees. It's not like big open field where you can see, you know, a big spot with lights and everything. They just, just trees and a little, dirt road which is horrifying it looked like it looked like something that texas chainsaw massacre in terms of how secluded and whatever but uh the show went good excuse me show went good uh both jen and i had a good time uh I had a little bit of issue with uh with sound but we we made it work the the people were happy i actually ended up sticking around for like half an hour afterwards chatting with uh with the people that just had such a good time they you know wanted to to you know, they wanted to ask questions, stuff like that's one of the things where if a show looks like it's going to be rough, it's going to be work. Sometimes it is, but it's nice when the people, you know, they want to stick around, they want to talk to you afterwards. They had a good time, they want to, you know, chat with you. It's it's a nice feeling. Um, so I had a great time with them. Happy birthday uh, again to to Julie, the lady of the hour. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything that stood out. They had fucking. I gotta be honest, because I did a good job there. Uh, they had like Susie Q donuts, which is like a fucking really nice. Oh God. I, you know, I was almost so tired afterwards that I, 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 half of me forgot, but they were like, yo, take some donuts and have some donuts, have some fajitas, have some this and that at the bar, bar, you know, you want to get anything, just put it on my tab. And I didn't get any drinks. I didn't go to the donuts. I didn't eat anything, you know, and I and trust me. That'd be a lot of fucking calories. So it's kind of a good bitch that night. A little, little proud of myself considering that i can i would never go buy susie q donuts just because of the calories and the cost and the fact that they have the really that's what you're celebrating josh if you didn't need didn't need a donut pat yourself on your back you fat fuck um <laughs> isn't it isn't it quick you can, you can take a moment build yourself up and then two seconds later be like get the fuck out of here but you know what i that's that's how life is for some people you know you have little you have little things that you feel good about. And then someone comes along and goes, well, that ain't shit. I did this at end. You know what? I am proud of myself for doing that because I have been bad with the fucking food lately. Like every morning Uber having, you know, breakfast sandwiches and stuff like that. I'm, I'm not doing well with that. So, um, it's not, you know, nothing really to celebrate not eating the the donuts and shit, but to be honest with you lately, I've, I've been eating fast food. Um, you know some of these days have been really busy you know shows you know sampling and then a show right away afterwards and stuff like that like that that would have been a day to to definitely eat shit and i didn't i managed to do well so minor minor victories um haven't been to the gym in a little while i actually when i was doing the simple favor tasting or um nut sampling whatever (laughs) yeah nut sampling let me taste you nuts when I was doing that, I actually fucking rolled my ankle on, on carpeted flat ground. I have no idea how it happened, but as soon as I got there, I took like two or three steps behind the table. I didn't step on anything roll it. It just popped out from under me. I went down, got up, and then I'm still to this day. What are we today? Tuesday. So a week ago, I rolled my ankle. My ankle is still sore. I've been trying to get back on the elliptical downstairs whatever, but my, my ankle's been really, really sore. Um, It's getting better, but uh, you know. It's hard to fucking do, do running and walking when your ankle's all fucked up. Anyways, um, I digress. All of that is to say that I'm trying to, trying to do better. Um, the show at the Lone Star Ranch was great. I did sampling on Saturday. I ran some errands, got some groceries and shit, went out and uh, picked up a couple, couple more bottles of wine. Um, still trying to make use of the stuff that I've got already. The old bottles of Chenin Blanc, Ruby Cabernet. I tried Googling Ruby Cabernet. I can't even find it at the LCBO. Like it's not even a kind of wine that they carry. So I feel less bad about finding this Ruby Cabernet that I bought. Disgusting. Just mixing the shit out of it with, uh, what's his face? Paul Newman's grape juice that I buy at Costco. I'm telling you guys, you ever get shitty booze or shitty wine? Just make sangria something out of it. Make a fucking punch and just get that shit. Right? You can't throw out booze right? Booze is is a good time. You know what I'm saying? Drink that and all of a sudden that that tight feeling in your chest and the stiffness in your lower back, that just relaxes a little bit. All of a sudden you get the smile on your face, cheeks are a little red. You know, things that, uh, you know, aren't that funny are a little funny to you, you know? Having a good time, a little bit of confidence. Hey, you can't just throw that down the drink because it tastes shitty. No, no, you just mix something that tastes real good. Put that on top of it, right? Like when you're a kid, right? The first time you start drinking, you don't just take a shot of vodka. You go, "Eh, <laughs> right? But somebody throws that in orange juice. Hey, hey, that ain't so bad. I mean, I could taste it in there, but I just taste the orange juice. Let me get a. Let me get a rum and coke. Let me get a rum and coke. That's delicious. Put some of that rye and ginger ale for me, would you? Oh yeah. So that's all I'm saying. It's just it's just a a way to get it to you. Get that. Uh, give me that goodness. goddammit. damn um, I want to get some of that, uh, spice box, uh, pumpkin spiced, um, whiskey. I want to, I want to try the pumpkin spice whiskey. I got a bottle of the, I got a bottle of the fucking spice box. Where the fuck are you here? It's within reach. That's dangerous. I got this, uh, spice box, gingerbread spiced whiskey, right? And I want to get a bottle of the, the fucking, uh, oh, for Christ's sakes, brain, come on. You just said a pumpkin spice. I want a gingerbread. I got a gingerbread one and I want to get the pumpkin spiced whiskey so that I can just sip on that. Whoa, Jesus Christ. That was loud. Uh, so I can sip on some of that uh, good shit. You know, it's pumpkin spice season. Then I get to go into the Christmas season, drink my gingerbread. I basically just need a whiskey for every season, but I, I'll try that out and let you guys know what I think. They also have a pumpkin spiced Bailey's right now. Oh, yum, yum, yum. Like a nice pumpkin spice latte, put a couple ice cubes in that. Ah, oh, fuck! No, I want to get a bottle. Jesus Christ, I'm selling this shit to myself. What the hell was I talking about? Uh, Saturday, I uh, it was funny. You know what? Actually, did the, was watching some TV. And Jason came by. He's like, "Yeah, yeah." Uh, his girlfriend Noreen, her parents were in town. He's like, "Yeah, Noreen's parents are in town. You know, we're gonna we're gonna go over to her place, have some drinks, play some games. Come on over." I was like, "Okay." So we just played some really simple card games, um, and I drank a pitcher of sangria to myself (laughs) it was fun had a good time but it was a nice little like just chilled relaxed evening after doing all the samplings in the mornings and running my errands and all that shit i was like oh it's nice to just sort of relax have some drinks and with some some nice fine people good people um sunday uh you know i did some shit nothing nothing honestly nothing interesting in the slightest but uh, I played some video games. I went out to Costco, got some shit, and I uh, I bought Spider-Man, a new PlayStation 4 Spider-Man game. To be honest with you, I've been playing a lot of old games because uh, they're free. A lot of them are like, hey, two free games a month. I'm like, great. I can play 0.3 of a game a month. So i get two of them a month. I'm, my collection is growing much larger than I have time to play with. But um, I just, I've just i seen some trailers for the Spider-Man game. It's been super popular. You've seen commercials everywhere for it. And I was like, ah, fuck it. It's 10 bucks off at Costco. I figured, ah, let's do it. I'll treat myself to a little bit of time. Well, I uh I played some I played I finished Unraveled that I was playing on my uh my PlayStation and um I started playing the Spider-Man game and it's pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool. It's like uh, there was an old Spider-Man game, I think it was called Spider-Man 2 or The Amazing Spider-Man 2 um for I think like PlayStation 2 where you're swinging you're basically in control of Spider-Man in the city and then you stop random crimes on the street and stuff like that. Well, this is very similar to that game. It's basically, a lot of it's just like Grand Theft Auto, um, but you're Spider-Man, instead of stealing cars, you're swinging through the city. But it's a big open open New York City to, to play around in. Um, There's all sorts of little random crimes that happen that you can diffuse all sorts of collectibles and things like that. I mean, it is, it's a very good looking game. Lots of combat mechanics. It's it's very much, let's put it this way. It's like Assassin's Creed meets Grand Theft Auto, you know, or maybe it's just, maybe it's just Assassin's Creed with Spider-Man, but fun game good narrative, good story, uh, very, very exciting action, very cinematic. So, um, I'm having fun with that. I'm um, that's what I'm doing in my spare time. I played it for a couple hours before the podcast this evening, did one with, with Scotty. I was going to jump right into this podcast, but I'm like, I'm my, I'm my throat's dry and you know, I'm not gonna be able to tell a bunch of stories that nobody cares about if my throat's dry. <laughs> so I took a little break for that. I'm loving it. You know what? Then this podcast's over. I'm going to go right back to fucking planet. You know, what? I might as well end this fucking podcast right now. I'm joking. Um, So, yeah, I'm having fun with that, guys. Uh, Yesterday, on Monday, I was, um, or two days ago for you guys by the time you get it, I was in a movie called Home Killing Queen. Don't know anything about the movie because I was a background actor uh, for one scene, and we spent almost the entire day, so from like 11 o'clock in the morning till like 6 o'clock at night on set, doing usually what on set is, which is fucking sitting around wasting time. But uh, I did that. I had a good conversation with uh, someone I had worked with uh, back in the spring On a set, Uh, we just shot the shit. Good dude. Um, He actually just got back from Los Angeles where he was staying with um, a a well-known actor, the one who may or may not be able to do the podcast. Again, I don't want to jinx it by saying too much, but uh, he was telling me about his trip to LA and then, you know, after a while, he, I don't want to say let slip, but he was saying how he was staying with an actor that I'm like, oh, anybody I'd know or blah, blah. He's like, well, you know, you may have seen him in this. And I was like, oh, fuck, I know who that is. He's like, well, a lot of people don't know his name when you just say it. I'm like, no, I, I know who that is. That's, that's fucking awesome, dude. Congrats. Like, he's like, yeah, well, he married my cousin. So, you know, she went down to Los Angeles, started doing some modeling, some manner acting, and then they met and boom, they're, they're married. So anyways, that was really, really cool to, to find out. We chatted, we had a good time. Um, and then what did I do? I, I. Gave absolute call and, uh, I did a spot last night at the club. So, so came home, shower, changed all that stuff. Then went to the club, did a spot. That was great. And then I got to hang out with, uh, with some friends from the club afterwards. I should have gone home because I completely skipped Ubering today. I was out way too late, but we went out, we had a drink, shot the shit. It was a good time. I will tell you this, which is, uh, a little piece of interesting information. Is it? Well, I, uh, I got a phone number last night in an odd way. I didn't, I did not ask for it, nor was I looking for it. Um, but I was my, I'm, I'm on stage right now talking about, um, how I'm, how I'm single. And, uh, you know, the only, the, one of the main ways to meet people these days is like dating apps and shit like that and how it's just frustrating and it's not authentic and it's judgmental and blah, 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 blah. You know what you want to see, come to a show, but, but it's a, it's a longer bit. And I guess one of the people in the audience, like somebody came up to me after the show and was like, one of the girls at our table wants to give you her phone number, but she's, she's really shy. And I was like, Oh, well that's, that's nice. You know, um, that thanks. I go, we'll tell her to, to come say hi, you know? Um, and, uh, and they were like, it was so funny. He's like, well, okay, I'll, I'll see. She's outside. She might not want to come. I go, okay, well, they, uh, <laughs> Two girls come back in afterwards, like, this is her number. They <laughs> like, go right up to me. Very excited. She's very nice. She she works with people like that. They, they were very like, they were selling me on their friend. I'm like, oh God, you know, <laughs> I'm like, so, so you're always, well, at least for me, I'm always like, okay, all right, don't oversell it, you know, but uh, they're like, yeah, yeah, she's really nice. She loves to cook. I'm like, is that a fat joke? You know? basically like, you look like you like to eat food. She would love to cook for you. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I said, I go, well, that's really nice. They hand me this napkin and I couldn't see it at first, but they're like, look, she even kissed it. And I, and there's a very faint, you know, lipstick thing on it. It looks almost like like lip gloss or something like that. But, uh, she wrote her number on it. And they're like, she's this. And I'm like, okay, well that's, I go, she won't come in though. And they're like, no, she's just really, I, I go, does she know that this is like, does she know that you're giving me her number? Cause I want to make sure that, you know don't surprise am like who the fuck is this you know that's that's a weird thing so i i don't know what this person looks like and um th- there is a little bit of me that, like i really hope because i can be a lot to take uh those of those of you who know me know that you know i've got energy you guys can hear me yammer on for a fucking hour and a half every week about nothing so my my concern is i'm like i really hope she's not so introverted that i'll scare the shit out of her but, uh, but I thought that was nice. I have never, I have never in my life taken a phone number after a show, you know, until while well, in terms of someone going up and being like, Hey, give me your phone. Like, you know, I want to give you my phone number, which is great, but, um, great. in just in the sense that I guess, uh, I, it's a nice feeling, you know, Hey, still got it. They watch they watch me run my mouth about how stupid I think dating apps are. And then they're like, I want to date him. <laughs> So, I just thought I'd share that with you guys. I, I, honest to God, I don't know. I did not message or anything like that. And it's been a, a full day. I, I'm not because there's any rules or anything like that. I just, I don't know. I'm awful, awful at text messaging. I talk too much. I text too oddly. I, I should not be with anybody right now. Uh, I'm too insane and I'm, I gotta put comedy first. What the fuck am I talking about? Anyways, I don't know. It's, uh, It was a nice, it was a nice thing. So I thought I'd share that with you guys. Like I said, today I did a podcast with Scott White. That'll be available to you guys on Friday. Check that out. It's just me and Scotty shooting the shit about, uh, you know, sort of how he came up and stuff. I'm, I really, I don't want to force the bonus episodes too much. I like having extra content in terms of content, just something to listen to. Sure. I'm putting extra out there, but I, I really, it's hard to say like, listen, I don't want to lose you guys as listeners because you know, the, the amount that I talk. You know, I don't have to tell you everything that's going on with my week either. You can be like, Josh, we'd much rather the podcast be 30 minutes and just tell us the most interesting shit. But the thing is, I don't know what you guys think is interesting. I also don't know if you like the long format. I don't know if you like when I go off the fucking rails and just talk about random shit that pops in my head. I really don't know. Um, Some of you give feedback on little things and I appreciate that. But in terms of like overall, like. I would love, I wish, I wish I knew where some of you guys were too. Like I do have close friends, but I'm, I'm almost like, listen, what, what do you guys want from me? You know, like, uh, like I'll send you a fucking $20 Tim Hortons card that's too much. You don't deserve that. (laughs) I'll send out like fucking $10, you know, Tim Hortons cards in exchange for a fucking email or, or a message on Facebook or something. Just tell me what you like. You know, I, I just, I want to know what you guys like about this and what you don't, because it's almost like, here's my philosophy is if I go to, to eat at a restaurant or something like that and I have a bad experience, I don't want to be a, a cocksucker and, and, you know, complain and, you know, make somebody feel bad, but I, I don't complain for the sake of complaining, but here's what a lot of people will do if, in, in, in at least my understanding, because I've been with people who are like, no, no, no. Like if if you order a meal and it's not good, there's something you really don't like about it. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I I usually tell people like, don't not tip or something, but tell them what happened like give people a chance to learn and grow you know like if i owned a restaurant and i had a sauce one night that was garbage you know or just we try something new and everyone's like oh no it's great everything was good and then just they never come back that's going to hurt your business i'm i'm in a position where like my position on it is if i go somewhere and I have a bad experience i i'm still polite i'm not disrespectful or anything like that but i'll say like hey look I remember this one time my mom and I went for breakfast years ago at this place called uh, the Greek Slovaki House it was amazing. They they had great breakfast, good prices. But we went there one day and the server that we had, uh, like we we I think we waited 30 minutes before he even took our order. Gave us coffee the first time he came to the table and gave us menus. But then like was like 30 minutes uh before he came and took our order. And we took our order, we're like, oh shit, we should have asked for coffee. Um when he dropped off the order uh, you know, again, very long time. Like, like, I think we waited like 20 minutes for a table. Then we were like 30 minutes before he took our order. Then it was like another 20 minutes. And we're talking for like eggs, bacon, and home fries. I think we were there for like almost two hours the entire time. And I think we got a coffee when we first sat down. And when we remembered to ask him to refill the coffee when he brought the food and that was it. So when, when we paid our check, we gave a 10% tip. And I handed him the bill and I said, this is only a 10% tip, but I want to tell you why. I said, when we were here, we've been here for almost two hours and you filled our coffee cups once. You brought us our coffee and you refilled them once. And he's like, oh my God, grabs my wrist. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I apologize. Oh, like, listen, I, I and I can't, it's over. The transaction's over, but you give someone feedback that, like, listen, if you, you know, if people are here for a long time, maybe one cup of coffee isn't what they want. You check, you check on your tables. That's part of the job, Right. Tips are not automatic in my book. I don't not tip if something's bad, but I will, I will definitely not over tip, you know, and I might drop it down from, from, you know, the usual 15 or 20 to 10%. And that's a reflection of like, look, here's, you know, you're going to still be able to tip out the kitchen and all that other shit. It's not going to cost you any money, but you know, Hey, if you, I would have, I would have gone more, you know, this $5 tip would have been a $10 tip, but you know, you didn't get our stuff. But the idea is that feedback is important. That's how people go, okay, this wasn't appreciated. This was whatever. So that all that long roundabout thing to say is that I would love to know what you guys like about the podcast. Cause there's some, there's some months where I'll see a dip in the downloads. You know, I've got States, like I just had Idaho for some reason downloaded 75, you know, 75 downloads from Idaho. So that seems to me like someone just downloaded the entire series of, of, you know, episodes or something like that. Which is awesome. Welcome new listener from Idaho. But uh, I see certain areas of the country now, like now Canada's showing up on my stats too. And I see certain areas of the company that like download it all the time and then just don't download anymore. I would love to know, rather than just losing listeners, I would love to know what it is that you guys don't like about it, you know, especially when you stay for a while. So blah, 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 point being, any kind of feedback at all what parts you hate what parts you like maybe less of this more of that and I just love to be able to 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 gather that feedback and then find a consensus I want to give you guys what you want because I'll be honest with you the podcast for me some weeks feels like homework you know I know that like an hour hour and a half of my day just the talking part then there's like the editing afterwards and sending it through the scrubbing and uploading and and you know converting the file types and all that I I love doing this and I'm going to keep doing it nothing's going to stop me from doing it but I would love to have as many people listening as possible and I'd let certainly love to keep the ones who are listening so um, I love you guys for listening I really do appreciate that just want to know what uh, what you like and uh, and how to keep you you know again it's not like you're not dropping like flies the numbers are still consistently going up I just I just love to to know what you like what you don't you know maybe I can shorten the show every week or or leave it long and, and fill it with more of the shit that you're actually interested in so having said that, I want to tell you guys a couple little things again. I I thought it was kind of cool that I got a, a phone number after the show made me feel good. So thank you very much to the lovely lady who, uh, who left me that she may or may not be listening to the podcast. I did say that's what I, that's, that was my big move. So tell me if this was a stupid move on my part was when, when the, her friends gave it to me, I just said, you know what? Tell your friend to listen to a few episodes of the one man podcast You know, I go, I'm pretty real on that show. I pretty good representation of who I am. Cause I go, if I message her and text her, you might get in, you might fall into that like dating thing where people are like, are they being honest or are they not being honest? And I think that I'm pretty, pretty friggin' honest about who I am and and what I, at least, at least what I'm like on this show, you get to hear me and what I'm all about. So I was like, just, just tell her to listen to a few episodes of that. And that should give her a general idea of what it's like to be around me. (laughs) So if she does happen to be listening, Hey, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for the, uh, the phone number and the, the interest in me. I appreciate that you've added my application to your list of interviews. Um, yeah. And you know, what's also cool guys on the background, uh, movie that we did yesterday. I, uh, (laughs) there's this thing you do. Like I'll, I'll tell you some interesting little things about being on a movie set. Um, when you're doing background acting, it's, uh, there's not a lot of skill involved. Oh, geez. Hey, Squawky, what's Jason doing wrong? Everything? All right. Well, I only hear him or I only hear you right now. (laughs) It's me yelling at the fucking roommates. Jason and Noreen fight a lot. That's the kind of relationship that I want. Um, (laughs) Anyways, when you're on a, uh, there's not a lot of skill involved doing background acting. All right. You can get it. You can get a good pay. It's like pays just as good as some of this the tasting stuff that I do um, sometimes, but you're basically, I don't know if I've explained this to you guys before. And if I have, I'm sorry, but I'm going to do it again right now. Cause I'm just talking about all this, this acting and background acting stuff. The thing that sucks about doing the background acting is you're, you're filming multiple scenes. The way it works uh, in Canada is that we have a union called Actra and uh, actor people can get into the union because they did like one speaking role or something like that. You become an actor and you you now are a member of the ACTRA union. You pay dues to it, whatever. But what that means is that when you do movies, whether you're background or whatever, it means that you you have the ability to, you get paid a certain amount. You get paid 26 bucks an hour you anything over eight hours you start to make double time or time and a half Then anything over the over like i think it's like 12 hours you make double time and a half like it just your your pay rate goes through the roof you also get uh, fed a proper meal so the meal is like from a catering company whereas uh when you're just doing regular background if you're non-union you get um what is it uh a bad What they call a bagged lunch so it's usually like a piece of bologna between two plain pieces of white bread, no like mayo or mustard or anything to fucking lubricate it or anything. It's like just a, they'll put an apple in there and like a little juice box. And they're like, Oh, here's your bag lunch. You're like, wow, this is like worse than a parent. This is worse than like a neglectful parent sending their kid to school. Like this is complete garbage. But when you're Actra, you, uh, you get like the catered buffet lunch, proper food, all that shit. So here's how it works on a set. Every day of shooting, there has to be at least, I believe it's five members of Actra, um, and if there isn't five union people on set that day, they have to upgrade the the difference. So let's say there's two Actra people. Well, now they have to they have to upgrade three people who are just regular schmoes doing background work to the Actra pay scale. Regular schmoes not only do they get the bag lunch, they get 14 bucks an hour. They make minimum wage. So again, you're making minimum wage for sitting around doing nothing. But here's the the issue with regular background is most of the time I'm, I'm friends with, I've, I've worked with the directors and shit on other projects and TV shows and stuff like that. So they know me, they know what I do. And when they have the ability, they upgrade me. So that makes it worthwhile to me. And usually when they upgrade you, they get you the fuck out of there at eight hours because they don't want to start paying more for you. There's other, there's other extras that they can use. So at the eight hour mark, you usually get to go. So when you get upgraded, it's a pretty safe bet when you're going home. The issue with regular background is that they're paying you minimum wage and sometimes you'll stay there for like 16 hours. So the way I, I describe the regular background, it's like having a minimum wage job that you just don't know when the fuck you get to leave. And it makes it really hard to because when they do the background stuff, like they'll send me an email and go, we may want you for this date. So make sure that you're 100% available for this date. And so what happens is you book a day off. Like I don't do, I honestly don't do it. If I'm, if I'm supposed to do background acting or something and they're like, can you book this, like like, put this whole day on, I go, listen, if you want me, tell me you want me and I'll do it. But tell me to reserve the whole day in case you want me go fuck yourself. You know, you're renting my time. You don't own it. Um, I, I, I love them, but it's just that idea that like, take a whole day and just save it for us. We may not want it and don't make any plans right? You don't even know when you start. They're not like we want like up until noon. So if you're just keep the morning free, like they just, we, we may want you from fucking seven o'clock in the morning till two in the morning. That, that shit happens. Um, now again, generally speaking, I get upgraded to the actor. pay. I'm not an actor union member. I've never had a speaking role in a movie or anything like that. Um, so I was like, uh, I got on set and then immediately they're like, yeah, no, all the actual people are here today. I'm like, shit. So it was regular, regular scale. But what sucks is you just don't know when you're going to leave. Luckily it was, it was, Small amount. So that's something interesting about movies is, is there's the union and then there's non-union. And a lot of the time too, that they try to like just max out their five union people per day and then not go over that because again, that costs them more money. So it's rules with filming and stuff in Canada that every production has to have a minimum amount of X blah, 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 actor members, but they don't have, they can go more than that. But why would you, especially when you're just paying background people, if you're in the background, why the fuck would, would they pay you more when they can get someone cheaper? But they have to have at least five, so that's how it works. So generally speaking, um, you know, I I don't know why I'm telling all you guys this, because the less people who know about the upgraded yellow sheet, the better. But that's one of the things that entices me to do it, is I'll usually ask the casting people before, and I go, hey, can you try to put me on a day that, you know, you got to upgrade some people? I wouldn't mind, A, knowing I'm only going to be there for eight hours, B, getting paid, you know, twice as much to do it, right? So... Anywho, another interesting thing about the, uh, about acting is, um, speaking lines. So as soon as you speak in a movie and it doesn't mean like you, you go out of your way to speak, but as soon as in the movie, you have speaking lines, you immediately receive like a credit or some kind of, um, well, they call it an actor credit or whatever. If you get three credits, I think in a year, um, you you can join the union, like you can become ACTRA, right? Which means that every time you do background, you're always getting ACTRA because you're part of the union. You're not getting upgraded to it out of a necessity. You're getting you you are a union, and you will always get that rate because you're a union. Um, I've never had a speaking line. I've auditioned for a couple things. I did find out while I was there yesterday that one of the things I auditioned for, I was in fact, um, uh, they had to pick five people, and I was their sixth choice. <laughs> so they're like, "You were the very first runner-up." I'm like, "Hooray!" Um, but they're like, so just, but they're like, it is nice. I go, but it is nice to know because then at least I feel like I'm not doing these auditions for nothing. You guys wanted me and it just, just didn't work out. Um, but whatever, that's, that's, that's the nature of entertainment business. You got to get used to rejection. It's the same with showcasing and festivals and stuff. Sometimes they're like, yeah, we really liked you, but we just, it was full, you know, we wanted these people and blah, 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 blah. So got to get used to, to rejection. Um, but uh, having said that, um, speaking lines is a big thing. So sometimes, if you're watching a movie and you see somebody, like, uh, you know, they're they're in a, they're at a restaurant and they say to the server, "I'll have the blah blah blah," and you just see the server like nod and smile. That's because had that server said, "Absolutely," like just just said something, um, that that's what that's what changes the the pay scale. You pay, get paid a lot more for speaking. You get credits and things like that. So you can have background people you know, nod and then no oh, smile and go nod and then walk away, right? So you're still acknowledging. Cause so just, I, I just remember sometimes in movies, I was like, oh, that doesn't seem very friendly or whatever, but you know, you'll see people all the time. You know, someone will look at a construction worker. Hey buddy, can you go move that thing? And he'll just, he'll just turn around and go grab like that's So that's how movies work. As soon as someone speaks, they get paid a lot more and uh, it could even, it could be one line, but you get, you get paid more and you can get a credit for it and all sorts of things like that. Um, another interesting thing, that uh, I found out was in a, on a movie set. They have you know production coordinators and and uh, directors, assistant directors. Uh, you know producers are on set. You have the the director of photography, who's you know responsible for the camera stuff. But um, what I found out not too long ago, I think it was on the the one I did in the spring, was if you the director cannot give instruction to the background actors. Um, it always comes from the uh, first assistant director or the third assistant director because one, if the director himself gives you uh, instructions, it's another thing of like, it's it counts as a special direction like that comes from the director. And again, it it, it upgrades your pay scale, you know? So it's one of those things where like, where they could be standing right in front of you and they'll, they can ask you a few questions. They can ask you questions. That's not giving you direction, but they can't be like, they, if they were like, so, you know, are you coming in this way? Are you comfortable? Da 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 da. It's like, yeah. You can't go. Okay, well then make sure you do that next time. Boom. That's 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 direction. But he can go. Are you comfortable with this? Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, and then he'll turn to the first assistant. You know, the the in some cases the third assistant director and just go. All right. Uh, have them come into the room and blah 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 blah. And you go. Okay. And then he'll turn to you and go. Okay. So now come into the room. I want you to blah blah blah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just just because they can't give you direction directly, it's uh, it's just another one of those rules where if the director asks a background to do something specifically, a, a director in the sense of like the main director. Right, assistant directors and all that shit can can go through it differently. Anyways, so I just thought that might be some interesting stuff for you guys to know about how movies work and whatnot uh, in terms of the production side of them. So yay, 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 boring stuff. All right, so without further ado, uh, hour in, let's get to the sponsors. Guys, as always, my partners at PortablePress.com, Uncle John's Bathroom Readers. All sorts of mistakes we all make, huh? Things happen in life, you know? Oh, I wanted to tell you about Onset, how... Um, how we rhubarb, you know, I, I've already done the, I've, I've already hit the toilet flush button, you know, it's, it's sponsor time, but um, I'm still going to, uh, to tell you guys about this. So when we're on the set and we're like pretending to, to talk, nobody's talking in the background. It's not like everyone's chatting and they just filter it out noise wise. It's just everyone's what we call rhubarbing. You say the word rhubarb, mouth it, rhubarb, 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 I, not out loud, right? I, I'd mouth it, but you wouldn't hear me fucking doing anything. But you basically just miming with absolutely no, no tone, um, the, you know, rhubarb or peas and carrots or whatever the fuck it is. And it looks like you just, people are chatting in the background or whatever, but it's never, it's never actually, you know, heard or, or caught on, on audio or anything like that. Cause no one's actually saying anything. So. What I did was they actually, the angle that they did, we had a few fewer extras that day than we needed to. So the first assistant director, who's a friend of mine, uh, they had him take off all of his gear and then just sit at the table with me as like an extra. And we were just sitting and having conversation, um, you know, in terms of what the scene looked like. And I remember as the camera was panning by, for whatever reason between a take uh, or, or on the take, I was trying to think of something to like talk about. And I was trying to make him laugh. And I was just basically trying to make him laugh in the sense that like, I basically described graphic gorilla sex um with no tone, right? But like articulately. And uh, after it's over, I'm like, "Did you get any of that?" And he's like, "No." And I go, "I do I just describe I graphically described two gorillas having sex." And he started laughing. And I go, which is and in my head I'm like, "Oh, it's fine because nobody can hear me." But then I'm like, "Oh fuck, like if a deaf person's watching this and they're good at lip reading, like for them to see that scene, they're like, that guy's just like, yeah, and then the one gorilla opens up the other one's ass and just starts. And then like, <laughs> I go, this movie's rating changes drastically from like a lifetime afternoon movie to like, what the fuck is that guy saying right there? Right? <laughs> Anyways, I don't know. I thought it was funny. All right. Might've been a mistake because every scene afterwards, every take we did afterwards, I just felt like saying something disgusting. I was like, yeah, let's see which one they use. And uh, hopefully it's a different movie for, for somebody out there watching and read lips. So uh, as I mentioned, guys, my partners at PortablePress.com, they will forever be associated with the thing I just said. Um, people make mistakes. This article's called Oops. It's always fun to read about other people's blunders, so go ahead and feel superior for a few minutes. Staying on track. A Toronto police officer reporting to a robbery in January 2008 parked his squad car next to a convenience store, which was adjacent to some train tracks. While investigating the crime, a train rumbled past the store and demolished his squad car. Maybe it was a little bit on the tracks, the officer admitted. The long and short of things. Due to a birth defect, the Swedish police officer's right leg was slightly longer than his left. So in 2008, he found a surgeon who agreed to shorten the right one so that his legs would be equal. But the surgery was botched. The knee joint was put back in the wrong position, and one of the screws they used to hold the joint together came loose. During a second surgery, the doctor discovered another problem with his first surgery, which required a third one. The, the one that, that one was slightly botched, too, requiring a fourth. Each time the surgeon had to take a little more off the patient's right leg, which had been two and a half centimeters longer than the left. Now it's five centimeters shorter than the left. Uh, Fire safety 101. While firefighters in Honolulu, Hawaii, were at the scene of a traffic accident in 2009, they received a call about a fire back at their firehouse. Uh, The cause, they'd been cooking food on the stove and had forgotten to turn it off when the emergency call came in for traffic accident. Firehouse uh, fire caused $25,000 in damage. CSI oops. Police in southern Germany feared that a female serial killer was running loose. After comparing evidence gathered over a period of 15 years, they noticed that the same woman's DNA was present at 40 crime scenes, linking her to dozens of robberies and three murders. It wasn't until 2009 that police made a major breakthrough in the case. The matching DNA samples didn't come from the evidence, they came from the cotton swabs that had been used to collect it. They concluded that a batch of cotton had, acc- sorry, had been accidentally contaminated by a female worker at the factory many years earlier. The crimes ran remain unsolved lower education at the end of the 2008 2009 school year a fifth grade teacher in california her name was not released to the press decided to make a present for her husband sorry for her students jesus Um, a DVD featuring the year's best class. Oh fuck. I don't even, I haven't read this one yet. So, uh, so yeah, decided to make a present for students, a DVD featuring the year's best class moments. When some of the kids and their parents watched it at home, they were shocked when footage of a class field trip suddenly cut to a very naughty scene featuring the teacher and a man in one of their best, in one of their best moments. Oh boy. Uh, the teacher was mortified when she found out she apologized profusely and got all of the DVDs back. Because the teacher is otherwise well respected, school officials called it an honest mistake and let her keep her job. She was Megan Porno. Um Can you imagine? It's like a fucking, you know, little hip-hop star trying to get his demo out. You know, I'm just trying to, just trying to break into the old uh <laughs> can you imagine she was fucking one of the kids' dads or moms, and she's just like, here's a little something for me, whole thing. Oh god, that'd be weird. I got all the DVDs back, except the one I wanted you to have. A man versus dryer. This is the last one in 2009, 42 year old Dave Chapman was doing a load of laundry at a friend's house in Waipopo, New Zealand. I don't know if that's how you say it. That evening, thinking his friend had put his laundry in the dryer earlier, Chapman went to the laundry room to change. By then, I'd had a fair bit to drink, he said later. Chapman removed all of his clothes except his t-shirt and then looked inside the front-loading dryer for a player for a clean pair of underwear. He couldn't find any, so he stuck his head inside. Still no underwear. So he climbed in even farther past his shoulders and got stuck. What a fucking idiot. Uh... And the dryer was still hot. Chapman started thrashing about, but couldn't get out. He did manage to dissolve, dislodge the dryer from, uh, on top of the washer, however, and dryer and dryer and drunken man crashed down onto the floor. His friends rushed in, but were unable to free him or stop laughing. So they called for help. This they're all fucking morons. A few minutes later, rescue personnel arrived to free the half naked man. Whom they described as agitated. Yeah, no shit. Uh, it took firefighters to. <laughs> it took two firefighters to hold onto the dryer and two more to pull Chapman out by his legs. <laughs> he was bruised and had mild burns, but was otherwise okay. And I still stupid. Uh, only then did he find out that his underwear was still in the washing machine. Oh boy, oh boy. And that, my friends, is oops. Uh, the running feet from this article is two different pages. We got how many hits does it take to sink all of an opponent's ships in a game of Battleship? The answer is 17. And you, your arms have 32 bones each. Your legs have only 30. Whoa, big info. 32 in the arms, 30 in the legs. And that, my friends, is my friends at PortablePlus.com. Uncle John's Bathroom neighbors Down the drain. Uh, They got all sorts of books, so check out their website. You can see all the different stuff that they have, all sorts of fun little stupid pieces of information like that. Uh, Having said that, guys, my partners at Absolute Comedy, I will be at Absolute Comedy... Uh, September 25th. Let me just peel this off here. We're getting close to the end of the old episode. Uh, I will be at absolute comedy in Toronto for the just for last 42 festival. Best of absolute comedy uh, shows, uh, September 25th and 26th. Go to absolute to get your tickets. If you're in the Toronto area, can't wait to see. I've got a lot of people coming out already. Uh, super excited. Can't wait to see you guys in Toronto. Also at the end of the month, guys, I will be at absolute comedy, Ottawa, Featuring the 27th to the 30th. So both shows you can access Toronto in the, on the 25th and 26th. Uh, Absolute in Ottawa, 27th to 30th. Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to AbsoluteComedy.ca. Again, that's AbsoluteComedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America.
0: The sun gives life to the orchard. The orchard gives life to the apple. The apple gives life to Summerspeed. Summersbee is a delicious sweet taste of sunshine imported across the ocean all the way from Denmark. The people in Denmark are smarter and so are you if you drink Summersbee. (laughs) With flavors like apple, blackberry, pear, elderflower lime, red rhubarb, and a taste as regal as this fake accent, there's something for everyone to enjoy. And now, you can try them all in the Summersby Mixer Pack, available wherever fine beverages are sold. So go on and try for yourself the crisp, refreshing taste of Summersby. Ah, your taste buds deserve it. Please drink resplendently.
1: And we're back, guys, this coming week. Right? What am I doing this week? Well, I'll tell you. Right after this podcast, over, I'm going to play me some more Spider-Man. Goddamn I'm having a good time web slinging having a good time just wasting my life in front of video games but you know what i've been doing a lot I've been working hard i'm uh, tomorrow uh, i'll be ubering all right i will be ubering my little butt off i'm gonna go see my buddy narong at honda because i'm taking a look at getting a new vehicle in the uh in the new year so i want to go see what mine's worth what i got left on it what kind of pricing that i can get on it um I'm also doing an afternoon show at absolute comedy. So there's a department of the, uh, I think it's a government department, but there's a definitely a company that's coming out, bringing their staff for a, for a lunch and, uh, or a, you know, an early dinner and, uh, and laugh show. So I'll be hosting that, uh, with, uh, with a couple comics. comics am looking forward to that. Um, nothing else on my week, surprisingly, no tastings this week, nothing, uh, just, just Ubering and hopefully getting myself prepared working on material stuff like that um you know as soon as the foot's healed up a little bit better i'm going to start hitting the elliptical again um i want to start walking but holy fuck if you fuck up your foot there's really it's really hard to get any kind of cardio going or anything like that i mean maybe that's why i've been sitting around playing video games this week but you know i, I could be productive whatever I, I don't i don't have to adjust. everyone's allowed to have a little bit of fucking fun in their life not that anyone's giving me shit just just to to i'm i'm fighting back against my own thoughts on it my own giving myself shit i'm allowed to have a little bit of fucking fun all right um next week tuesday July uh, that's it's that that quickly coming the JFL 42 show I'm gonna be in Toronto guys I can't fucking wait um, I've got lots of colleagues who are in town from all over North America doing shows there so I might get lucky and sit down and do a podcast with one Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure I'm gonna look who sees right there I got my buddy uh, DJ Demers who is going to be in town but he's also gonna be in Los Angeles so I'm thinking maybe I will podcast with him while I'm in LA Um, but fuck it, I don't have a lot going on while I'm in Toronto so maybe that would be the opportunity to to sit down with my buddy so uh that's that's it guys contact at one man if you want to send in some emails you know i'd love to hear from you you know it i've only said it a bunch thank you to my partners at portablepress.com absolutecomedy.ca, comedy.ca summersby and dk.com slash ca no dk this week usually i come back and i go oh, who did i forget i haven't forgot dk um they've been very very busy they got a lot of shit going on um i've got books on the way i think um but I know that, uh, that my, my, my friend at DK is going to be coming to see me at the shows in Toronto. So you guys don't have to listen to me run my mouth for a long time about DK right now. You know how much I love them. You guys should be definitely checking out the DK books. Um, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, all at one man podcast. All right. Not at one man podcast, but one man podcast, type that in the search field and you will find the one man podcast, uh, feeds. I'm trying to put new shit in there, um, again, I'd love to know what you guys like about the social media stuff, just little teasers and things like that. Cannot wait to hear more from you guys. Really hoping that you'll do that. And, and please, um, if you're listening to this on Facebook, I have a lot of people said that they listen on Facebook, um, subscribe to it on, on, you know, your Apple device or your Android device. It's on Google play music. It's on the podcast app. It's on iTunes. So just find it and you can subscribe. It's absolutely free. And if you have two seconds, guys, any of you at all, I would love it if you would, um, uh, you know. Uh, uh, leave a review five stars and say something nice. You know, it just helps the podcast end up out in front of other things when people are searching it. So, uh, it means a lot to me. And, and you know, the more people see it, the more sponsors I can get, the more I can focus on making this more entertaining and, and sit around and do interviews and stuff like that. And, you know, just uh, waste my life. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I, I do have a blast doing this. Um, there's weeks where it feels like work. There's sometimes where, you know, honestly, after I did the interview with Scotty today, um, I was like, oh, podcast done. I can go fuck around. And I was like, oh shit, I got to record the regular episode. I haven't even done that yet. So there's some days where it feels like work, you know? And and like I said, I, I don't even know if some episodes anybody gives a shit, if any of the stories were interesting, but, uh, you know, I'm out there living my life and I'm telling you guys about it. And I love the fact you're out there. Send me emails, guys, send me something. Let me know what's going on with you. Um, I chatted a little bit with my, uh, my brother, my half brother from out, uh, out West today. So I know I'm going to be planning a trip to go out and see him sometime soon. I should reach out to him again, uh, soon to figure something out, but, uh, but it would be great to see him. And I'd love to tell you guys, uh, you know, I've never been out West before, so I would love to go out West and see you know what what that part of this beautiful country is like he's not far from vancouver so um that's the podcast guys thank you so much for listening as always i hope that you guys have a great week um i'll share more info with you as it comes but um getting more excited for my trip man uh you guys listen to this on the 19th which makes one month before i leave for la have a great week guys we'll talk to you soon